you know, fear can be so overwhelmingly big that you, it, it really does feel as if you're dying. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the number one coach biz podcast. Where it is all about how you can make your coaching business number one in your niche. How you can stand out online and become visible for the people that need your help. Something personal as usual. I get up at 5am and to stay awake during the day, I also go to bed early, around 9pm. Hi, my name is Arn Honig and I'm the mentor for life and business coaches that want to become number one in the niche. In this episode, I interview my dear friend Brigitte Van Tell. You can find her on brigittevantel.com and please check the show notes at numberonecoachbiz.com slash episode 7 for the exact spelling of the URL for her website. Also, I share there the other places where you can connect with this lovely, kind lady. Brigitte Fentel helps women entrepreneurs build a soulful, thriving business on their own terms, without compromising or changing who they are. She's a coach since 2001, an entrepreneur since 2003, and a published author since 2008. Over the years, she's coached and inspired thousands of women to reclaim their freedom and make a difference and enough money by being true to who they really are. Please enjoy the tips and openness Brigitte shares in this interview. Let's get the show rolling. Welcome to the number one Coach Biz podcast, where you will learn how to make your coaching business number one in your niche. Practical tips that you can use to improve your business today. And now, your host, Erno Hanning. Hi, Brigitte. Hey, Erno. Welcome to the show. In your profile, in your LinkedIn profile, I found um, you're um, helping women entrepreneurs building a thriving, soulful business on their own terms. Yes. What, what does that mean? What, is it, what, is it, what does it mean for your, the people that you help? What do you do with them? What I do with them is <laughs> – what I do with them? Oh, that sounds ominous. Uh, well, what I do with them is that I teach them, inspire them, coach them on growing their business in a way that's aligned with who they really are. And and that's really what I mean when I say to grow your business on your own terms because, you know, there are more coaches out there who use the term on your own terms. And usually what they mean is – you know, to build your business around your lifestyle and uh, so you can travel and take care of the kids and blah, 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 whatever you want to do with your time. And that's, for me, that's just one tiny little part of it. That's basically the final step. To me, it's all about being all of who you are and being a success as a result of being who you are. So that's um, what I teach. It's my message. And it's what I coach women entrepreneurs on. So that's an answer to both of your questions, what I do and how I do it, but, I think. Well, yes, it is. But you say that you are a happy hermit. 
Yes, <laughs> I'm very happy. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 is this something that you would be looking for uh, with these other women? What they are, what they really are, and and that they can live it that way? Is that because I think it, it took you a while yes. before to admit that you were a happy hermit, right? Oh yes, yes. And um, is it okay if I explain what I mean by happy hermit? First? Yes. Because I think Please. a lot of the people listening now have no clue who I am and why I call myself that. Well, what I mean by that is that I'm very introverted, which does not mean that I'm shy, but it means that I need a lot of time to be alone, to be, you know, to recharge, to be happy, to recuperate. And that to me has always been um, a part of my personality that was uh, an obstacle. It was an obstacle because, well, I'm a coach. I work with people. But if I work with people, you know, too many hours in a week, then I'm totally drained. And I don't want to see another human being ever again. <laughs> well, it's a bit chart, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm stating it a bit strongly now. But that is basically what it felt like. And because I – so that was an obstacle. How do you do that? I coach people, I work with people, I love people, I want to reach millions of people all over the globe. But I'm easily peopled out, so how do you do that? And I found it very difficult in growing my business because so many marketing strategies and business building strategies just didn't feel right for me, like networking or um, going to live events or organizing events or... All kinds of um, ways to build and grow your business just didn't didn't feel like a good fit for me, and I really struggled with that for a long time. And um, so I felt like a crappy hermit. And one day I decided that I was going to build my business around who I am, including being a hermit, because it's my talent, it's my strength. It's not my weakness. Um, and when I decided to build my entire business around it, that's when I felt such a relief, you know. And that's why I call myself the happy hermit. And I know that maybe some of the people listening now are introverted too. And they think, okay, so that's interesting. You can grow your business and find clients and be alone at the same time. Um, and a lot of people aren't introverts and maybe they don't recognize that at all but what I think a lot of people recognize is that you can have certain interests or aspects of your personality or um, certain aspects of who you are that you think are not compatible with running a business being an entrepreneur growing your business becoming successful because we have all these ideas about what it takes to become successful and to grow your business and when you do not fit into that mold mm -hmm. then it's easy to think okay so it's not for me then and what I want to show people is that it is for you if it's something you want and there is a way for everyone to grow a business and be successful in a way that feels good to you and that's um that's what really matters to me. And that's also why I call myself the happy hermit, because it resonates with people, you know, even if they don't know what it means, they like it because it sounds just, you know, funny. And then when I explain what it means, most people think, oh, yeah, that's right. I think that I cannot become more successful than I am right now because whatever, fill in the blank. And I'm here to tell you that you can no matter what you filled in, in the blank, you know? Right, right. 
yeah. Do I make sense or? Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah yes, okay. I think I think you make a lot of sense. And the thing is that I also believe that a lot of people are actually introverts, right? Yes. And at the same time, you feel it's kind of difficult to become successful when you're an introvert. Although, right, with the internet today, the internet yes. is helping us a lot to be an introvert. Just go, you know, from your own desk and do all this stuff. People Absolutely. feel that you're famous and, you know, you're just happy in your own small office and <laughs> you're just doing your own thing. Right? cave, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the bee cave. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you attract a lot of hermits? Yes. Yes. And those are people, a lot of people say, ooh, you know, I always felt a bit like a hermit as well, but I never liked that side of me or... Um, it's always been an obstacle or I I was always told that I should change and be more outgoing and um, and they feel relieved. But I do have I do have clients who aren't introverts at all. I also have those. Yeah. And they resonate with the doing things in your own way, on your own terms, um, because they just want to be. You know, they crave freedom, the freedom to be who they are and to build their business in the way they want to build it, regardless of what other people tell them. So I also attract those uh, clients. And they're not necessarily all introverts. But yes, there are more hermits out there and they find their way to me. Absolutely, they do. Yeah. <laughs> well, and by the way, hermit, I just looked it up in Dutch. It is Kleisena. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So that people understand. So I also noticed that you have the freedom circle. And I also saw that you have a mixture of um, spiritual and practical steps, which to me sounds freedom circle. That sounds just like that. <laughs> really, it does. Um, yes. And <laughs> that's funny. Now you're mentioning the one program that I'm ending real soon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> well, that's not no problem. Uh, you couldn't know. You had no way of knowing that. Yes, no. I I used to have. By the time people are listening to this podcast, I'm not. I don't have this program anymore. But I do have a new program then, and it's basically the same program in a different form. And um, the Freedom Circle, what it was, was a program where you could like kind of a membership program you know there were monthly lessons and uh audio lessons and you could and monthly q a calls and then you could ask me questions in the facebook group and on the calls and the overall topic was being and feeling free in your business um, including feeling free and being free to build your business in your own way so that was the overall topic but and then I had monthly topics to support that overall topic. and um, But I find that it's – the reason I, I stopped doing that program is because I prefer – and that's what something I've learned by doing it. I think I prefer programs with a beginning and an end and where you just learn specific steps – you know, step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then you have a specific and clear result after you've gone through those steps. And that was not something the Freedom Circle offered, and I missed that myself. And, uh, well, when you miss something yourself, then your clients 
uh, will miss it as well, of course. You know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, so I decided to change that. So the Freedom Circle is no more, and it has been replaced by the new program, Success on Your Terms. And that does offer these steps, you know, the, the basic steps that you need to take to create a successful business on your own terms. Okay, I'm going to come back to that one in a bit. Yes. Okay. Because I, 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 I want to go back into time, go back in time and time. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> And I remember we talked a number of times, but I remember one time specifically, we were sitting on a terrace and we were just talking about this dream of going internationally. Yes. And after this talk, a couple of months after, we both did. Yes. And one of us was successful and the other one wasn't. And it's up to the audience to decide who wasn't successful. But it isn't. It, I, I wasn't the one who was successful. So you are <laughs> the one who was really successful with that because you you pursued it. You continued, and I backed out. Well, Which, you know what's interesting, Erno? I went for going in English all the way because you gave me that advice. That's fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, but that's funny. Yeah. Oh, maybe I wasn't supposed to mention that. Or <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I, I'm totally open, transparent. I really don't care. Okay. You know, it's it's yeah, up that to was your it's advice. Up. And and I I love it. I love it. I was just scared and I backed out. So and I'm glad that you didn't. Um, and and that's why we're doing this podcast today in English because you can use it for your listeners as well. Yeah. Uh, but going back into time, I've what I found was you've been a career coach ever since 2001. Started your own business in 2003, published your first book in 2008. Actually, it was published with, uh, with the publisher. And I believe in 2012, you turned into English. You moved yes. to, from Dutch into English. Yes. And if you're looking back to all this, and now with your new program, Success on Your Own Terms, right? Mm -hmm. what, what is success for you? What does that mean? What it means for me is that... That I, that I, I just, I recently realized that the life I'm living now and the, how I live, the way I live, including how I run my business, but it's, you know, it's bigger than that. It's how I live my life and, and who I am today. That's what I've been dreaming of my entire life. That's what success is to me, to live the way I want to live and to be true to who I am. That's my definite definition of success. For me, it has, you know, it's so tempting to look at those external things like writing a book or creating a program or making X money or whatever. And that I know that's how most people measure their success or they look at those external things and then they, and they haven't achieved what they wanted to achieve. And then they think, Oh my God, I'm unsuccessful. I'm such a loser. I'm whatever. And you know, I believe that success has nothing to do with that. Those are just external things. They come and go. You know, one minute you make money and people like you and you have loads of clients and the next maybe no one wants to be associated with you, whatever. It can all go away. It can, But what you can never lose is who you are and how you live and how you 
treat yourself and others. And um, if you manage to live in alignment with who you are, what you believe in, what you stand for, if that's something you can accomplish, I think that's the biggest success you can have in life. And when I was a kid, I never knew what I wanted to be. You know, what I when I grew I think it's even stupid. Why ask a five or six-year-old what do you want to be when you grow up? I mean, it's so irrelevant. Who do you want to be when you grow up? You know, maybe that's a better question, but not what do you want to be? I never knew. I never knew. And the, But I did have one ideal. Do you know Pippi Longstocking? Mm-hmm. Pippi Longkous? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to be like Pippi Longstocking when I grew up. That's who I wanted to be. I wanted to live like her because she was powerful. She did whatever she liked, when she liked it, how she liked it. You know, she didn't have to go to school. She just did her own thing and she had fun. She lived. She was totally free. That's what I wanted. And I think it was a year ago or something It was a moment when I was looking at the external factors and I was looking at my bank account and I thought, oh my God, I'm so unsuccessful. And then it hit me. I thought, fuck that. No, man, I'm living like Pippi Longstocking. I'm doing what I've always dreamed of. I'm successful. So that's my definition of success. And uh, the fun thing, of course, is you, you, in the beginning you mentioned that um, <clears throat> a lot of people look at it like that X money, right? And when mm. you have X money, you're successful. And I, yeah. I specifically, I think that the people that have X money don't think that anymore. They no. They look at it a different way. They don't. They know that the um, external factors really don't matter. They know that time is one of the most important issues that you have and it's only it's limited it, it has a limited value so um, if you don't use it wisely it's gone I mean money <laughs> it's always there right so yeah. um, no you I can always make more that's, yeah yeah you know but you can never make more time so uh, to do what you want so actually the, the revelation came to you a year ago I think so yes because that was yes. one of the questions I was burning when you were talking. I was going, oh, so when did you see this? But it's a year ago. I think so, yes. And I also I also had another moment when I felt successful, which also had nothing to do with external things. And that was um, when I finally took the leap to, you know, work in English and go global. And because that was a dream that I had for about two or maybe three years. And I never did anything with it because I was just too scared. It took me a long time to, you know, get the courage to actually take that leap. Mm -hmm. And after I took it, I felt successful as well. And then, you know, that was at a time when I I had mentioned in my EZEN, I mentioned, okay, that was it. I'm no longer working in Dutch. I'm no longer a career coach. I'm no longer working with people in a job. I'm now working in English. I'm working with entrepreneurs. I have new programs. And I send out that e-sign. And I had no idea what would happen. I had no idea if I would lose everyone on my list. I had no idea if anyone was 
would want to become my client, you know, for my new thing. No one in the whole wide world knew my name. You know, only a couple of people in the Netherlands and outside of the Netherlands. No one had any clue who I was. So I had no idea if it would work out. And I felt great. I just felt great because I thought, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm fulfilling my mission. I'm doing what I want. I'm doing what I'm dreaming of. And I don't care. I don't care. What happens, happens. This is something I want to do. I have to do it. I'm doing it. Yes. That felt great. So that was another moment when I felt really successful. And and that that those feelings were not the same ever before that in your time that you had your own business. Well, yes, but then it was only temporary, you right. know. Woohoo! I wrote my first book. Oh, what if people don't like it? <laughs> you know, then it was gone. Or then I launched a program and it sold out and woo, I felt successful for like 30 minutes and then I thought, "Oh, but you know, I also launched this and and only one person signed up." Or you know, so it always something felt like a success and then something else came up and like I was always measuring it, you know, oh, that went well. Oh, that didn't went well. That didn't go so well. And so that was only, you know, moments of feeling it. And, but not that I felt super successful all the time. No, not that I feel like that now, of course. I mean, no, but when I focus on how I live, you know, what I just mentioned to you, yeah, then I feel successful. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Do you believe that other people see you as successful? I do. You know, I, that, that surprises me. I don't know. Because, because to me, success is something that's on the inside. Hmm. So I'm a bit surprised, you know, like, I'm, <laughs> How can you tell that I feel successful? It's a, it's weird. I, but it's nice. But it's not something I'm. I think about or, hmm. Yeah, it's nice. But you know, and it's nice to hear that you think I'm successful. And, but to be honest, if you didn't, um, that would be okay too. I no, I, care. no, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But I, I think it's, and you say you're surprised that that yeah, you see it. But I think. Because you live it, you see it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but yeah, it still surprises me. It's nice, mm. nice mm. to hear. Thank good. you. <laughs> good, good. Like becoming successful, mm-hmm. you. The one thing you changed to summarize this was just being yourself. Yes, and taking my dream seriously and going for it. Yeah, two things. Those two. Those are the two main ingredients. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Who is your example? Who who, who do you feel? Who, who you? Yeah, you already said that he belongs talking, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a yeah. stupid question! You just she's still it. my role model. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is how old is she in, in this series? I don't know. She's a teenager, right? I don't know. Yeah, or maybe she's twelve. Her, yeah, something like that. But, yeah, I think so. Yeah. She's amazingly strong. Yes, she can lift her horse That's what I say. <laughs> above that's her right. head. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, cool. That's a, that's a fantastic role model. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm thinking about it and I'm, I'm going, yeah, that's a, that is really a cool role model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she's think... happy, you know. She has yeah, fun. and yeah, she lives. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I find is that when people feel that you're successful, it sometimes also stops them from um, contacting you because they feel you're out of the league. Do you do you notice that as well? No, and mm. I hope I hope that's well. At least, well, you never know, you know, because okay. they don't contact me. So I then. I don't know, but I hope that's not the case. Because, and that's why I also share, you know, in my easings and stuff like that. I sh- I also share the things that I'm scared of and that aren't working, or when I change my plans, you know. And then I just share that, and I do that specifically for the reason you mentioned now, because I do not want people to think that. What I do is something that they cannot do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not inspiring. And everyone is human and everyone has stuff and things going on and, and things that work out and things that go terribly wrong and we all make mistakes and we're all scared and we all have our doubts. And I think it's very important to show that because I want people to look at me and to see, oh, well, you know, that weird hermit <laughs> who was sitting on her dream for like t- three years because she was too scared to go for it. And then, then she did anyway, you know, well, then I can do it as well. That's what I want people to think. I can do that too. Or, you know, whatever whatever it is they want to do. I, You know, there can be something totally different. Um, so I, I hope I'm not scaring people off. I really hope not. But I'm I'm not sure what else I could do besides sharing who I am and what I fear and doubt. No, I, yeah, I agree. Way, I agree. You know? I agree. So, I think that's a it's a great way to do that too. Um, yeah, yeah, and I make think sure that they can level with you. Yeah, and I think it's the only way to 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 show people what's possible and to inspire people mm-hmm. because it's not very inspirational when you look at someone and you think, oh, what they what they've accomplished that is so far beyond my capabilities and you know i'm i'll never be able to do that that's not inspirational mm-hmm. at all then you just feel small and tiny you know and that's not how i want people to feel i want people to feel empowered and i want them to think hey i can do this as well yeah and i hope that's what they feel when they read something i wrote or when they're listening now you know that's what i really i really hope that they feel I hope they feel I hope that they feel the connection to their own dream and I hope that they think about the question who do I want to be how do I want to live and is this who I am and am I living the way I want to live and am I being the person I want to be in my life and in my business and if not then I hope that they will feel inspired to change that because who you are is enough and it's what the world needs. You see, it's enough and, and uh, by all means, I agree. So, but that's not, yeah. we're talking to the people that are listening right now. So, but it's, uh, it's at the same time, it's very scary. Yes, it is. What would be the one thing to do to start? And, and I mean, a small step to start doing this. 
I think the first step is to to take your dream seriously and to ask yourself what is my deepest desire that feels like um, like it like it's too big for me right now because let me tell you this your deep 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 desire always feels too big for who you are right now always by definition so if that's what you feel then know that that is normal <laughs> and it's a sign that it that you're on the right track you know and you feel it deep inside and the first step is to really connect to that dream and forget about your business plan forget about your business goals forget about all that bullshit you know you need it it's practical and it helps and blah 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 but you know go inside and dream what do you really 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 want Really, <laughs> without all the bullshit, you know, if you weren't scared of anything and if you wouldn't give a shit about what anyone thought about you, what would you do then? And start there and feel the excitement, you know, and know that excitement and fear, they live, you know, they're next door neighbors. <laughs> so the moment you feel excited, fear comes around the corner pretty soon but you can switch back to, to the excitement if you if you're clear on that desire and if you give yourself permission to dream and to go for it so connect to your dream really feel it and give yourself permission to go for it no matter what that's the first step and that's a step it sounds simple but it's those fears and doubts that come up that make it difficult. Right. And that's why I say, you know, excitement and fear are next door neighbors. So the moment you feel that fear coming up, just tell it like it's an unwanted guest. You know, okay, I know you're there, but not on my party. Bye. <laughs> you're not welcome here. Now I'm thinking about my dream and I'll deal with you later, but not now. And, and focus on that dream and how it feels. And... Yeah, start there and take it seriously. Don't think that because that's another reason it took me about three years before I finally went global. Um, first of all, because it scared the shit out of me, you know, to have such a big dream. Uh, second of all, because I thought it was a complete mismatch to my personality. I thought that's weird. That's stupid. I just want to be alone in my cave i don't want to travel i don't want to be around people all the time and then my mission is to work globally and to reach millions of people get out of here you know that's stupid I, ah, it's impossible so that was something that made it difficult but also i thought i didn't take it very seriously i thought well you know maybe that's just my ego hmm. um, coming up with this because I don't know, maybe I think it's interesting to have to have a goal like this or maybe it's just ego. And if it's – there's nothing wrong with your ego, by the way. It's a very helpful instrument and it's – you know, you have, an, you have an ego and use it wisely. Nothing wrong with it. But for me, I want to live from my soul and not from my ego. My ego exists to help me – fulfill my soul's purpose so that's 
how I choose to live. So that's why I didn't want to pursue a goal that came from my ego. I didn't trust that it came from my soul. But And maybe someone who's listening now recognizes this and thinks, oh yeah, I have that same problem. Well, let me tell you this, if there's something, a dream or desire that keeps coming back, it comes from your soul. Trust that. Otherwise, it doesn't come back. Then it's just something you wanted for maybe like an hour, a month, a year at most, and then you think, nah, forget about it. But when it keeps coming back, even when you try to deny it, even when you decide not to look at it, even when you think, no, I'm too scared, I'm not going to do that, and it still comes back every single time, it comes from your soul, you're supposed to do it, you have everything you need to make it work, even though you may not feel like you do, you do, because you were born to do this, it comes from your soul, and go for it. I'm preaching. <laughs> well, then, I'm, sorry. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're preaching, but you, at least you're. Um, you, you, I think you are converting people, which is good. I hope so, because I want everyone to pursue their dreams and to do what they were born to do. Right. Yeah, that makes the world a better place. If I'm if I'm if I'm not right, you just correct me. But if I read it right, publish your book. Yes, 2015. That's 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 in a month. Oh yes, that's in a month. <laughs> uh, well, you know, somewhere somewhere in 2015. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it's a good thing you asked me about it because okay, here's another thing. This book I wrote it in 2011. I know. <laughs> yes. And then you know, I switched my audience and everything and I thought, nah, this book is not a good match for my current business or my current audience, so I'm not going to publish it. And then I didn't have the time and then I didn't feel like it anymore. And then this year I said, now I'm going to publish it. And now it's almost 2015. Hmm... Yeah, I'm glad you asked me. What if we, what if we set a deadline? It. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, September first, two thousand fifteen. Cool. Oh man! Nothing is stopping you. I know. Oh yeah. Well, besides me, no. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Stop me. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I know that climbing high mountains and, and reaching those peaks and, you know, it always comes by running through valleys, by running into deep valleys. So what was a big setback for you and your business and how did you get through it? I think the worst period were actually, well, let me think. I don't know. There were oh there there have there have definitely I think the second year in business was bad because you know when I just started I felt so good because I wanted to be free and I wanted to do my own thing and you can't do that in a job so when I was finally rid of that job I just felt great you know so that first year I was just on a high I think 
you know, and I had clients, not that many, but I had clients so I could pay my bills. And that was really all I wanted at that time. And, and then the second year of my business came around the corner and um, I still had clients, but I had no idea where they came from. And I had no idea how to get more clients than I had in that moment. And I kind of knew and felt that maybe I should be doing marketing. And I resisted that with everything I had in me. I didn't even have a website then because I did not want to be visible at all. I wanted to be invisible. I didn't want anyone to know me. I just, I wanted to be left alone in my cave. But, you know, (laughs) and I slowly started to realize that when no one knows you, they can't become your client. (laughs) Hmm. And it sounds so logical now. I know. But I just, you know, I just, I didn't want to, to accept that. So I fought it with everything I had because my fear of being visible was just too big. And... That was a shitty time. And then at the end of that second year, I think, you know, I'm not very good with dates, but round and about. Yeah. That was just, oh, man. I thought, okay, things have to change. I have to learn marketing because otherwise I'm not going to make it. And what I hoped was that the moment I started to learn how to market my business, that the clients would just come flying in, you know? And um, I I was in this small group of entrepreneurs and we all learned about marketing and they were successful from the start. You know, we had class one and then in class two, people were saying things like, oh, I have two new clients. Oh, I'm asked to speak there. And, and another one organized her first workshop and ta-da, four people signed up. And I, me, you know, nothing, zero, nothing, nothing, nothing. I felt super lousy because now... I was doing the thing I hated, marketing. I did not get any results and everyone around me was. So I felt like a stupid loser. And I I, I remember feeling so desperate, you know. I thought, what the fuck can I do now? Going back into a job, that's not an option. I'm, I'll die if I do that. So I have to stay in business. But how am I going to make it work? I am not an entrepreneur. I'm not good at it. I don't know. Maybe you have to be born with it. I don't know how to solve this. What do I do? And that was really a low point. I felt super, super shitty. And um, yeah, and like a loser. I felt like a loser too. I felt like a small child in a big, big, big world and everybody knew how everything worked and everyone got the manual but me. And I didn't know anything. That's how I felt. Small, invisible, tiny, desperate, hopeless, helpless, shitty. That was a real love for you. How did you get over that? Well, two things. The first is that I... Because you didn't die. No. I didn't. 
I was so certain I would. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I knew that I wouldn't die, but you know, it. I know. I, I know what you mean. Like yes, that. yes, yes. It can really, well, to me, you know, fear can be so overwhelmingly big that you, it it really does feel as if you're dying. Right. Well, I started well two things no three actually first of all i also had a financial problem then because you know i just didn't make enough money i didn't have enough clients so i went out and got a part-time job which felt like the worst thing that could ever happen to me going back to something i was so happy to to let go of you know two years before but i just had to do that um which was a good decision of course but it didn't feel very good at first so that was one and that was one thing the second thing was to um to look my fears in the eye you know because i realized that the reason i wasn't marketing was not because i hated marketing i told myself that for two years not that i liked it back then but it wasn't that i hated marketing per se but that i was just very scared to make myself visible so i started to look that fear in the eye and work through it. And the third thing I did was to try and figure out how is it possible that those steps and strategies that seem to work for everyone do not work for me? Because, you know, I don't think I'm really a loser. I'm not stupid. I can do things. So why can't I do this? Why is it not working for me? And I started figuring that out. And those are the three things that turned it around. But it took a long time. It took a long time. The, the getting more clients, that happened quite um, quickly after I just, you know, worked through my fear of being visible. And um, with getting clients, the financial problem was solved as well, you know, because clients equal money. Um and then the third thing, why is it not working for me and it is working for everyone else? That took me a couple of years, I think, <laughs> to figure out. <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that took me a long time. And that's, you know, why I know for a fact that if you're trying to implement strategies that are not a good fit for you, because you don't believe in it or you don't like it or it it's not a match for your personality. It's just not going to work. And it's not you. You just need another another strategy. It's as simple as that. Right. That it took you a long time to come back to a, to a different level. I yeah. think it's pretty normal. I feel, I feel that when you, when you have a business, when you start a business, you feel that you need to become a success in a very short time. Because you need to make X amount of money. You need to do all this stuff. You need to get clients. There's a lot of stuff that you need to do. But then I listened to a workshop, for example, from Vern Harnish, and he talks about fast-growing businesses. And he's, he's showing these graphs that these businesses that seem to grow very rapidly at some point, you know, like an overnight success, mm -hmm. usually this happens after 25 years. So it took oh. them 25 years. 25? To, I know. Oh. I couldn't believe it either. Oh. But it also gave me the feeling that, you know, Phew, I've got time enough, right? Yeah. I've, I've got plenty of time to do this. So yes. even if I fail for 25 years, at some point it will just take off. When you're in the middle of it, you feel like it has to happen now. Yeah. And it doesn't. 
it no. never does. So no, it doesn't. you know, by letting by sharing these moments that are difficult and, and that take a long time, it shows other people that you know the people that listen that even if it, if it takes you a long time, it's okay. You know, a big business like Apple, it took them twenty five years to become successful overnight, and and all these same companies have the same problems. Like um, all the big names that you know, they 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 look like you know becoming successful in a year or something. But it took them years, yeah. years, and you know that's that's the ones that are successful. Don't even think about the ones that you know that run out of business before that time. Yes. So we are still around, and we're doing our thing, and we do what we love. Okay. Yeah. Final, final question. Yes. Because we've been talking already for some time. <laughs> an hour, yeah. No, it goes very fast. So, so for the coaches that are listening now, the 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 coach that has their own business that you know is trying to become successful, or at least you know trying to build a business in a way that, like you described, that they you know they have their own life and they yeah. do what they want to do. What is your number one tip? What they need to do, and you already you know you already mentioned the three things that that took you out of it. But what is the one thing that you go if you okay if I need to do this? So what you need to do? Focus on yourself. Put yourself first. And what I mean by that is that you give yourself permission to go for your dreams no matter what everyone else thinks about it. And that you forget about the expectations that other people have of you or that you think other people have of you. That you forget about what other people think of you or what you think that they will think of you. Forget about all that. Just listen to your own heart and soul and desire and put that first and go for it. Cool. And that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, talking to me, talking to us, to the people that listen. It was, it was again, a pleasure to interview you. But now, this time, it's for a different series. And I, I love to launch this series. And you are the first interview for this series. So I'm really grateful that you are the first one to become in this series for a podcast for... Um, entrepreneurs that want to become successful and that look for stories and clues and points that they can build upon, that they can use to build their own business. And also to see that, you know, we are all human. We all make mistakes. Even the successful ones makes a lot of mistakes. So I think that, yeah, Especially. I think that's, that's, that's the thing that we need to learn. And I, I'm, I'm grateful that you came on the show and we'd love to talk to you again later on. Yes. Thank you. I don't know. It was my pleasure. Thank you. That was the interview with Brigitte. Thank you for listening. I thought she shared wonderful tips with us and I hope you will apply them in your business so you can move on faster than you do now. Please don't forget to subscribe to the number one coach biz podcast on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud. Can you do me a huge favor? So more coaches will discover this podcast. Give this podcast your honest rating and review. This will really help me to get this podcast out there. Thank you for that already. Just send me a quick email letting me know you did this and I will send you a surprise. You can reach me at erno at z.com. I love to hear from you. Please listen to the following episode and beautiful interview with Liana Ebbinghausen. See you next time. 
Thank you for listening to the number one Coach Biz podcast at number one coachbiz.com.